it's your boy Fred from What's Happening. I'm just seeing if you checked out Patreon yet. Ad free podcast, full video episodes, unedited content, exclusive merchandise discounts, early access to merchandise, vote, partake in community polls, and inspire content, access private chat, and middle on one bonus episode. What you waiting for? Tap in on Patreon. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's the show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, dog? Shit, man. Chilling. I've been waiting on my game, man. And my kid. I think he keeps stealing all that shit. Can't, I can't find keys. Can't find chargers. Like, I think he just, I don't know what he's doing with it, but he's getting rid of it. So <laughs> but surely, huh? It seemed like it was good with you, though. Man, not much, man. You know, we recording on a Sunday instead of the typical Saturday, so I just got back from the Chech. Super and it Bowl is, Sunday. And it's Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, so, uh, yeah, I'm heading over to, uh, you know, my longtime friend and sister Jessica. I'm heading over to her house to watch the game over there tonight, and uh, we're about to have a good time, you know what I'm saying? Who, who you, uh, now, obviously, by the time that this drops, the results will be out there, so let's go ahead and embarrass ourselves. Who you got? What's the score you got? Oh, shit. Um, I really care. Let's see the team win. So, uh, I, I guess I, I'm going to take uh, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Okay. And, and I'll say 34-27. All right. So, you got – you picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win – with a final score of 34 to 27. And I'm putting this out there, just making it clear that we are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, but it is 1.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So making that making that note known for the recording. Time stamp <laughs> it's time we were calling, y'all. Um, and if one of us is right, I will make this a social media clip. Um, you, won't be able to see, you won't be able to see the time. But uh, I'll take a screenshot of, this, of, of it right now. Bow. There we go. 1.23 p.m. All right. So I have been rocking with my homie for the last few years. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick beside him. So uh, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to win. And let's say with a score of that 34 to 27, I don't like that spread. That seemed like it's too much for a Super Bowl. I'm going to take some Mahomey fourth quarter magic to win it. And I'm going to say the final score is going to be 31 to 28. I mean, he really just sat right under my numbers and said, mine is too high. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> like, I mean, you, full went, touchdown spread you went down run. three. You went down three up one. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I can see a game and then, you know, a field goal or Mahomes, you know, he, he he shoots him down the field, you know, a quick little, you know, I don't know, 65, 70 yards in about, you know, 72 seconds, you know, minute 12 seconds, something crazy like that. Put him in position, get that last little timeout with four seconds left on the clock, kick that field goal to be tied 28-28, kick that field goal, whoever the kicker is, they're going to win it, 31-28. to 28. So. 
Y'all see it. Y'all saw the time. If we write, if we write, <clears throat> run us a check. Like, just on the love, run us a check. We're about to get into it, man. We got some, uh, it's been a little interesting week with uh, racism and Black History Month and all of that. And uh, so let's go with it. Let's start with, uh, we're going up to New York. Aramark apologizes for insensitivity of school lunch served on the first day of Black History Month. This article is from CNN. Uh, it says a middle school in New York and its food vendor, Aramark, apologized after students were served chicken and waffles along with watermelon on the first day of Black History Month. I can't even like get through it without laughing. Like it's so obnoxiously racist. Like it's just, it's it's just hilarious to me that it's just like, how can you be this tone deaf? I, I mean, I think it was very intentional. It's just like anything, you're gonna get the normal corporate apology and you know, bullshit rhetoric once it becomes insensitive, you know, yeah. but if no one says nothing, it's like, oh, this shit fire. Now it's a hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's something, well, we can do this all the time. We can spread this. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely tried it. You know what I mean? I think they tried it in the wrong area, most definitely, but they definitely tried it. I mean, it's definitely intentional. I don't care how they slice it and say it was an accident. You ain't made this accident in however many years you've been, you know, there lunch vendor so let's be honest you know everybody is always somebody that want to pull out a, a dark joke you know every now and then and it goes viral but i bet no one's fired behind it so you know it's it's harmless yeah one of my uh one of my ohio church friends um jasmine she works at a uh, at a school and uh, I'm trying to scroll her page real quick, but she was, it was shortly before the beginning of Black History Month, I think. Um, but basically the, uh, the the status was, is like, hey, cause she's not black. Um, she She's like, you know, you know, what's some good, um, you know, what's some good options to serve for food for the Black History Month celebration or something to that effect. I'm, I'm absolutely paraphrasing at this point because I can't find the post. Um, but she, uh, you know, and I remember I joked, I was like, yeah, go ahead and, uh, you know, serve some hog mug and some pig feet. And <laughs> I think I even wrote hog maw on the post. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Oh man, and, and like, I mean, chicken and waffles and watermelon. It's like, come on, bruh. First off, where the hell you get? I mean, I know it's possible, but like, I know it's possible. I understand that it's absolutely possible and realistic. I've I've had watermelon within the last two weeks or so, so like, I know that it's possible, but like. Most people that we trying to eat the watermelon until May, usually, maybe April. It's gotta be 80 degrees one day. <laughs> Minimal, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, bruh, like, 80, but feel like 92, you know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, this is February 1st in New York. 
Ain't nobody want no watermelon. No watermelon. <laughs> Don't even want a watermelon flavored drink. <laughs> you know what they did? You know what they did? They ran that TikTok trip from like 2021 back. They brought the with the mod with the watermelon. They probably said, This is for the nigga, strictly for the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> See, you you just condoning the foolishness. <laughs> I ain't condoning it, but I'm gonna make a joke or two. Oh man. That's what man. I'm gonna do. I want to try some yellow watermelon while we on the subject of watermelon. Though I ain't never had no yellow meat watermelon, but I heard it's fire. I ain't had none either, man. I ain't seen it. You know, I feel like I feel like you got to be somewhere either with some exoticness or with some money to to find it. And like I don't even know where to even begin to look for it. I bet you I probably ain't go find it in Detroit. Nah, you probably can. Just the farmers markets, like the ones that sell the, and if you ask them, they probably can lead you in the right direction. It ain't usually inside the stores, but if you see like a stand or something, fresh, you know, vegetables and fruit. You know what, and man? Then, I got to get back to the hood in the summer, bro, because I, I I ain't seen a a, a a pop-up fruit stand in a minute. For real? Yeah. It'll be so, out here. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying for real, because like me being mm. in Kentucky, you get that a dime a dozen, like especially throughout my route, it ain't nothing to see. You know what I'm saying? A fresh fruit vegetable stand. You know what I'm saying? Might be selling some some uh plants or something for the springtime as well. You just you never know. No, you really just planted something in my head though, bro. Like a farmer's market. Like yeah. first off, we never called it that. It was just somebody popping up with some fruit. No, it's it was always a farm. farmer's market the whole time. Yeah. I, I never heard bro, I never heard the term farmer's market. Until I was in, until I was living in a suburban community. Uh, just did. I don't know what's going on. You might lose me, bro. It's my internet and you lost yours. I don't know. One of us or something, but I know you was froze on my screen. Y'all. You was froze on my, listen, for any, any disruption in y'all sound, we apologize. Because I noticed sometimes, like, when I've had to like listen back to it, like it, it, we might get a little freeze, and sometimes it's like you'll be frozen, and we didn't catch it during the recording, and then sometimes I'll be frozen, and then we didn't catch it in the recording. It's a little weird, but we apologize, y'all, if there was any kind of interruption there. Uh, but nonetheless, um, no, I just never thought about that. Like I never heard the term farmers market until you know gentrification. But we was doing farmers markets the whole trip, and like low key. Like the other thing that's happening in my head now, like we need to do that. We need to like designate these things in our communities, bro. All right, I'm about to be on the move. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> got me thinking. Got me thinking. Listen, I told y'all we. I just that could be church. another episode. Well, I just came from church too, and we were just talking about you know what I'm saying um, some stuff I've been I've been thinking about for a while anyway. Um, you know, I, I've always I've said it on this podcast. You know, one one of my favorite verses is that faith without work is dead, right? And so in the church, you know, we had a guest speaker and he was talking about so to summarize it, that you know, you go to, you know, our communities and there's churches all over the place, but like the communities are still like run down. It's like what is the church doing outside of it? So like it was basically like a call to action for the churches. It's like like let's go, let's get out of the community, let's help these folks, not only spiritually but also economically and, and and naturally and things of that nature. So I ain't gonna get the I ain't gonna I ain't gonna preach too 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 much. But uh 
like just hearing that term for our, my, my brain is ticking right now. It's I told you it's Sunday at 1 33 p.m. right now. We we own it. We own it. Y'all know that time is consistent. You see how much time it is. Go back and rewind. And you can do the math at the time. When I said it was 123, 125, whatever time it was then, that's what we was doing. So y'all got the Super Bowl picks real real because one of us gonna be right. I can feel that in my bones. One of us gonna be right, dog. One of us gonna be right. Listen, listen, whoever gonna win, if the Eagles win, you're gonna be right. If the, if the Chiefs win, I'm gonna be right. Either way, we're gonna be right. I feel that thing. I might go ahead and do some fan duel. Let me stop playing. I'm not about to do that. Hey, three dollars might get you fourteen hundred. Oh, bro, this is not even on the docket. But I've seen this thing. I shared it on my stories, bro. Somebody put out this crazy parlay for uh the NFL honors. Three dollars and seventy-four cents. He missed one leg of it. He that bet three seventy-four, so he ain't lose a whole lot. But he was gonna get just under a million. If the one player for offensive rookie of the year would have won, Aiden Hutchinson, he should have known better than to go off of that. Man, nah, that'd be just rookie. He was rookie of the year anyway. You said offensive rookie of the year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Still, damn, three three dollars and seventy four or three hundred and seventy four. Three dollars and seventy four cents. Yeah, yeah. That's and he almost he almost made a million dollars. See, I'm over here with prize picks where you can only double and triple, and you know what I mean. Like, I want to get that FanDuel. Y'all need to get that legalized in Kentucky. Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kentucky need to get a few things legalized, but uh, we gonna move back onto the docket there after that one. But yeah, man, hey, New York, y'all gotta stop tripping with them racist like meals, bro. Like, not not on the first, bro. Like, if you wanted to serve me chicken and waffles on like the fifth i wouldn't have even peep game if you would have served me on watermelon <laughs> on like on like february uh honestly you could have served you know the, the 13th I, I don't know what the weather's like in new york but bro we touching high 40s and 50s over here in detroit so i gotta imagine that new york it ain't much cooler you probably could have got away with it tomorrow tuesday <laughs> but not the chicken the watermelon and the waffles on the first like come on bro Insensitive. Yeah. We're going to keep it pushing, though. So they were tripping, but it's cool. <laughs> we're going to be all right. Um, <laughs> um, so we got, um, we've, we've kind of touched on this in the past. Uh, WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, they are, the WNBA is investigating the Las Vegas Aces for potentially circumventing the salary cap. This article is from Bleacher Report. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of it. It says the, the WNBA is investigating the Las Vegas Aces for allegedly circumventing the league salary cap, according to the writer, whatever. Um, according to those familiar with the allegations, the pattern alleged that the team followed typically involved a high-level member of the Aces instructing the agent of a potential signing, either a free agent or an Aces player negotiating an extension, that at the conclusion of the phone call between the team and the agent, the agent would receive a call with an offer for a specific amount of money from a particular pre-selected company. The work involved would be negligible, according to those familiar with the allegations. So, what does this mean? And why did I say we talked about this before? I'm pretty sure that it was on this uh, podcast and not uh, me on somebody else's. But um, the owner of the Las Vegas Aces is Mark Davis. He is also the owner 
of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders are a legendary uh, historic football team. And they are in a crazy new sports market now that sports betting has been legalized and teams can be in Las Vegas. They moved from Oakland to Las Vegas a few years ago. Um, last, last year, they hired Becky Hammond. Um, she is a former WNBA player, and she was a coach. She was an assistant coach for the NBA San Antonio Spurs for the last few years. They hired her away from her assistant coaching job within, with San Antonio to be a head coach uh, for their team. And, and they actually did end up winning the WNBA title this year. But when um, when she was signed as a coach, um, Elizabeth Cambage, who was a player for the Aces uh, prior to that, said that it's, and I'm paraphrasing, but she said that it was crazy that a coach could get paid four times the amount of money as the highest paid player. And Mark Davis responded, it's right. She's right. It's not fair. We should be able to pay our players more. I want to be able to pay my, my players more, but the salary cap does not allow me to do so. So what I'm saying is, is that the owner in question already has publicly acknowledged in the past that he would like to be able to pay his players more. And now this article says is that apparently they've created this shell company and it says, hey, you can get a job with this company for this amount of money and the work is going to be insignificant work. It's an idea. It's a way to pay you extra money that doesn't count against the salary cap. They're breaking the rules to try to pay women more players, to try to pay the women players more money. Now that I've said all of that, go ahead and get in there, bro. What you thinking? I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it, really. Like, I, I feel like the women players should be able to make more. And I think I'm also make a point to say this almost every time we talk about women basketball players, but I think they should be able to celebrate in the same manner as men do. And I think it will help bring you know what I'm saying, a, a, a more longevity to the game with more viewers, more people interacting, you know, because the problem is, is the excitement's not there, you know, but it also, I think being able to play players more would mean you would be able to sign, you know what I'm saying, more top tier players versus, you know, a couple top tier players and then baseline role players, as in you would with, you know, the men's side, but the fact is that they're not making the same as the men's side. So why can't you, you know, get a little more creative? But I know that probably hinders, you know, some teams who may not be able to do that. And that's probably why the cap is set the way it is. But what about, you know, adding a luxury tax? The, the men's side have a luxury tax if they're overpaying, you know. <clears throat> so I don't see what the, the real issue is. Now I get because they made a a shell company or whatever, you know, to go outside of it. But in a sense, it's no different than, you know, going to one of LeBron's super teams and taking a hell of a pay cut, but getting an endorsement from, you know what I'm saying, said big company for marketing their logo through town to, to mm. you know, make the difference in the money. So the, mm. di the difference should be is he shouldn't have had to make a shell company if he, 
you know, made it per se, or somebody within this organization made it for that reason. They should have sponsorships that they could, you know, saying, saying, hey, I mean, hell, we're playing nil deals to college players at this point. But I mean, it's only going to be a certain amount of time before that's the way it's going to be going is, hey, we got these certain companies that's willing to pay X amount in dollars. So for us to go recruit in, you know, certain players, we can offer this much in sponsorship endorsement money. Women should have that same right. If I want to make a super team and go over here and, and get paid, you know, and to be able to circumvent the cap limit, then why can't I have a sponsorship or endorsement that pays me the difference in what I'm losing? So, I don't yeah. know. Well, no. So, I think here's the thing. And something that I, I saw in this article from Blue Report that I did not know. Um, so, a few years ago, it's when the new collective bargaining agreement uh, was made for the WNBA uh, that got them uh, higher salaries. They made a prioritization rule uh, with that CBA. And with a lot of these contracts, what happens is, is now, okay, we all just know what just happened to Brittany Griner. She missed the entire season because she went after the WNBA 2021 season was over. She went to Russia to go play there. And then she came back. Well, she was trying to come back. We know what happened. She just got home just before Christmas, right? And now the way that these contracts are working uh, with uh, those that are not grandfathered into those old contracts, these new contracts going forward that are signed under the current CBA, there's a prioritization rule, meaning that if you play in the WNBA, you can't go play elsewhere. Here's why that's problematic. For all of the sports that are played all over the world, soccer, hockey, you name it. In terms of basketball, the absolute best basketball players are born and bred in the United States of America. I didn't say that only the United States of America, but I said by and large, the United States of America is the supreme producer of basketball talent. And it's primarily African-Americans at, at that point, men and women both, right? The problem that we have is that in the NBA, the NBA for the men is the highest paying league for men in general, right? So the best players are produced here. They're able to stay here. Women can make more money in the other leagues that are not the WNBA. So while the best players are produced here, it makes more financial sense for them to go elsewhere. However, while it makes more financial sense to go elsewhere, there are other challenges. One, learning another language or learning to get by in another country where the language and the customs aren't what you're used to. Um, but they we just talked about Brittany Griner. Like that for that. Huh? They got translators and stuff like that for that. Our men do it all right. the time. Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Because there's certainly, the White Howard is playing, is over there dominating in China right now after a 19 or 20, after, excuse me, an 18-year NBA career. He's over in China dominating right now. Um, looking yeah. like, looking like 2004 Dwight Howard is crazy. Um, but that just goes to show you how how America produces basketball. Um, but the point that I'm making is, is that you can grow for the men. You can grow at home and you can have the absolute greatest success at home. LeBron James is obviously an anomaly, but 
to put it in perspective, LeBron James went to he grew up in Cleveland, was able to be drafted in Cleveland, left, went back to Cleveland, won a title there. Meanwhile, while he was living his life as an NBA player, he bought property in Los Angeles and then he moved to Los Angeles to play there. So like he's been able to navigate the com- the communities that he's wanted to navigate his entire pro playing career. That's an example because not that's that's an anomaly because not even every NBA player gets to do that. Some people just get stuck in Utah, right? Um, shout out to Utah, but not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, point, if I'm getting paid they salary, I don't give a damn where you put me. You know what I'm saying? I, straight up, I've been a Vancouver Grizzly for all I give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we say that. Uh, you know, compared to, compared to our lives, but like sometimes when you got them choices, we see these free agents going elsewhere. We're getting way off topic though with that. The point that I'm making is is that the women are now being challenged to say, "Hey, do I want to do what makes the most fiscal sense or what makes the most emotional sense? Do I want to leave my family and my friends and the life that I know?" For, for half of the year for these next, you know, 20 years or however long I want to play? Or do I stay here and know that I'm not getting the absolute best value for my talent? And that, I mean, that's a decision they have to make all the yeah. time, but here's the, you know, the reality to it. Most WNBA players have to have a second job. Like to to maintain and live, you know what I'm saying? Most WNBA players have a second job. Yeah. After the season's over, they go do whatever else to get paid throughout the off season to be yeah. able to live, you know, <clears throat> decent lifestyle. So in, in in terms of that alone, me personally, I would go make the fiscal sense, the, the money aspect, even though it's hard, you know, probably six months away. But learn a different language, getting treated like royalty. Like, I mean, and I ain't saying like there ain't no bad situation sometimes over there, but this came a long way with overseas ball and guaranteed money and the way you're treated over there, you know, it it really makes a no-brainer. But at the same time, it's like you want you want to build something here that should be sustainable to that or better because we have the largest basketball, you know company worldwide like there's nothing better than the nba like it's just not yeah you know what i mean so you would want the same for the women but at the rate that they have to go work a second job i don't think it's fair because they work just as hard to get to where they're at to do the things they got to do you know and go through the same intensive you know checks and whatnot that the men go through yeah they should be we, compensated, you know, in in a sense that makes sense. Yeah, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about it about a year ago. Um, Joe Sy, he is the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, of the NBA. He's the owner of the New York Liberty, of the WNBA. And he had gotten in some trouble or something because um, the league – oh. They had got, he he got fined because the league had found out that he was um, 
flying his team on the private jet. And like WNBA players, like people like um, uh, the MVP, um, Asia Wilson, she plays for the Las Vegas Aces. She's like six, eight, six, nine. Like, and, and is expected to fly charter the same way that people listen. I'm six feet even. And let me tell you something. If I if I can't get an aisle seat to stick my foot in that aisle while everybody's sitting, and if I got to scoot it in while they bring it in that cart of snacks or somebody got to go to the bathroom, like, that's cool. If I can't sit at the aisle seat just so I can stick that leg out, I'm not comfortable. Ain't no way that a person eight inches taller than me can sit in them regular seats and be comfortable. And then on top of that, like these, like we're talking about the money that they make. You said they got to get second jobs. The reason why is because when it comes to like traveling, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we play in New York and we got a we got a game to play against the, the Los Angeles Smart Sparks. I see you there. I see you in LA. See if the if the if the Brooklyn Nets play the Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets are get to get to fly on the uh, Brooklyn Nets on Joe Sy's charter plane or a private plane. No, they they don't get to be on charter planes. They're on commercial I, planes. I, I meant to say, per, I meant to say, yeah, I did. They get to ride in, in planes that's meant for them, not yeah. not the WNBA players. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm talking the the NBA players get private and charter planes. You know what I'm saying? But WNBA get commercial, meaning they're just like business planes for a company that can fill up a whole plane. You know what I mean? But they're just they're still just like economy planes. They just only people from that business and organization is on that plane at the time. You know what I'm saying? Or you might have two different businesses on that plane, but it wouldn't be like normal folks like me and you just buying a ticket, being able to get on. You know but it's still a normal size plane. Yeah, it's like still a normal size. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like the economy planes that you get on United and American and Southwest and all that. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's they whole group versus you know, a couple randoms just being able to be like, oh, I got to sit with, you know, what whoever or whatever because they on that plane. But that's what they're fighting for is to get them at least charter planes, if not private planes, because yeah. it's not fair. Right. And like and, and the other point that like needs to be like made clear is these people that own these WNBA teams, they are not struggling. By any means. These people that own WNBA team, the people that own NBA teams, first of all, like I think the Lakers organization, um, the Lakers family, the the Bus Family Trust, that's who owns the Lakers. But that's like the only team out of the thirty uh, NBA teams. That's the only team where like the team is their primary business. All all the other twenty nine teams, their owner has some sort of other primary business as well and so like these people are multi-billionaires that are ridiculous um and they'll own and same thing for uh the the nfl teams for the most part the uh the nba of uh, the wnba teams all of it right so these people have the money they have the structure to be able to 
elevate the game, to put money into it, to properly promote it, to properly support the players, to, to get an even better product on the court than they already get, and they just don't. And so that's the part that I was reading in this article that really stuck out to me. Uh, it was... So this is part that I was already saying earlier. While the most recent collective bargaining agreement raised salaries, players can still earn far more playing overseas than they do playing in WNBA. The prioritization rule, which was ushered in by the CBA, could squeeze a lot of players as well by forcing them to choose between cashing bigger checks in a foreign league or staying stateside. Uh, And then the other part that I wanted to read. Uh, I may have missed it. And some, and in the view of some, and again, this is from Bleach Report, the Aces were merely attempting to address some of the structural inequities that WNBA players are facing by levying a significant punishment against Las Vegas. The league might then create the perception that it would rather discipline more moneyed owners than to go about creating a better ecosystem for labor. By letting the Aces effectively skate, however, Engelbert could risk upsetting the other owners. So, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. But the thing is, you know, if you do, you're not hurting the other, you know what I'm saying, owners. Like, giving your players a better salary is not hurting the other owners. Like I, you wouldn't be able to own that that second team if you didn't have the the ability or the room to own them, you know what I mean, to make that happen. And there's no way, there's no way you telling me, you know, that without trying to put forth an effort to make it better that you're really trying to grow it? Or are you trying to make the G League bigger than the WNBA? Well, and that's like the thing that's like, that just blows my mind too, bro. Cause I've seen it. I mean, all right. So the company doesn't exist anymore. I mentioned it. I used to work for Verizon Retailer. Y'all know it. I mentioned the name of the the company a couple months ago. It's called Go Wireless, right? Go Wireless doesn't exist anymore. And one of the things that Go Wireless kept doing was they kept tweaking the commission structure. I mean, listen, Fred knows. When I got there, I was like, bruh. Like, <laughs> bruh, y'all need to move to Michigan somewhere. Like, I'll get you a gig. Like, it's all good. Like, if you need to get back into Ohio, like, I'll get you a gig. It's all good. Like, the money is real. And listen, the money was, right? But then, slowly but surely, Tweaks happen, tweaks happen. And the point that I'm making is that we kept paying our frontline salary less, I'm sorry, our frontline sales staff less and less. And we, and it was this constant clash where, you know, some of us would say, hey, we can't even pay enough money to recruit the best talent out there. And then they would say, well, you guys aren't producing enough for us to give them more money. Make the investment. If you want it to be better, make the investment. And that and that's just really what it boils down to. Make the investment. You know what I mean? Like that's like and I just looked at it. A G League player makes forty to fifty thousand dollars a year playing in fifty games. And a WNBA player makes one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars a year. 
You know what I'm saying? Roughly. Yeah. Now they now that's more money. That's fewer games, TV time, and all of that. But yeah, the the issue isn't necessarily the dollar amount, and that's a whole different topic. Because that's the other thing that people will do. That's the conversation that people will have to try to dismiss what the women players make is that people think that they should make as much money as the men, as the male, as the men make. And nobody's saying that because the WNBA obviously doesn't produce the revenue that the NBA produces so that the players can make what they make. Everybody who understands what a collective bargaining agreement knows and how that works. You understand that everybody can look at a TV and see that, that for every uh, 10 NBA commercials, you might see one WNBA commercial. Might see one. Maybe maybe one WNBA commercial for 20 NBA commercials, right? So nobody is logically arguing that th- that a WNBA player, and no WNBA players, that part should, should be noted, is arguing that they should be making $50 million salaries. Yeah, no, but I mean – them making a million dollar salary ain't, you know what I'm saying, horrible either. But at the same time, there's channels and stuff that they could be on and people could be watching them and there could be more, you know, yeah. ad revenue. That's all I'm getting at. Like, as yeah. a whole, for what they're giving, because I think we made that on another podcast. Like yeah. I tell you all the time, the chances of finding a woman's game is way harder than it is to find. I mean, damn near any other. I can find volleyball, college volleyball games before I can find a damn WNBA game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's and it's crazy. And, and I mean, I, I probably can catch more uh, women's college basketball than I do. You know what I'm saying? WNBA as well. Yeah. And so the question is, why are these networks? Why aren't these networks investing in it? I that's that's very. That's the answer. I mean, that's the question. Like, I, I would love to know the answer to that because I'm sure there's a way to combat it and say, well, there's not enough ad revenue, there's not enough viewers or the time slots. Because I mean, for almost anybody that watches any network, I guarantee there's time slots that says like shit, they could put shit. I would rather WNBA game on than this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like so it, you you really can't say that you know what I mean like in a sense like there's there's and I get like it it has to cross over but I mean hell have ESPN even tried to create just an ESPN network you got ESPN ESPN two ESPN plus ESPN U ESPN News and hell ESPN U might as well go away because shit damn near every college conference got their own network now anyway right right. You know what I mean? Like, so turn that to ESPN Women's or something. You know what I mean? Where you catch nothing but women's sports on it. Don't they have an ESPNW? If they do, it you're going to have to have the top-tier package to get it. Meanwhile, you can get all the ESPNs, Disney, and, and Hulu for, what, 19 bucks? Mm. The ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus. I mean, whatever, but shit, it's, it's there. Like, but I don't know if they have ESPNW. And at this point, if you can make two ESPNs, a USBN, you and a news, you can oh, have a W. It's just a website. It's not a channel. Make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, 
tell me who who still watches ESPN, who watches ESPN News and ESPNU. And, and and this craziest thing is, you know what I'm saying, the G League games be on ESPNU, ESPN Plus. And they, I mean, shit, they starting to take a little more air show than than them women's league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. I'm just saying, bro. Like, well, and, you know, out and get it, get it going. Don't don't penalize the aces for thinking outside the box. Should you say? Yeah, there's something to be said for making it easier for people to watch, right? So, like, that's one thing that the that the NFL has over the NBA, right? You can watch every playoff game of the NFL, every single one. If you don't, as long as you have a TV and an antenna, I'm sorry, I just lied because they did play a Monday night football game on ESPN. So, of the six wild card games and then four division games, that's 10, 12, or two championship games, that's 12, and then one Super Bowl, that's 13. Out of the 13 playoff games, you can watch 12 of them if, as long as you have an antenna and a TV. You don't need a cable, you don't need an internet connection. Nothing like that, right? You can watch 12 of the 13 games that they presented. When it comes to basketball, you can watch when it comes to the playoffs. If you don't have any kind of cable, you can watch anything that they put on for Saturday. Like usually that first weekend, there's games on Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and then anything on a Sunday, like the first and second round, You'll see it on, on Sunday on ABC. And then after that, the conference finals, they split it. Uh, ESPN gets uh, the East, TNT gets the West, and then they flip it the next year to where ESPN gets the West and TNT gets the East, and they flip it back and forth. So you can't see no conference finals, and then you can see the NBA finals. So, like, you might be able to see maybe 13 games. Which you're like, well, yeah, that's more. But like relative to what that means, that's you're seeing almost everything that the NFL presents. You're seeing not even half of what the NBA presents unless you have some sort of cable. So there's something to be said about the making it simply making it available to people to watch it. it. That's it, really. I mean, you can make it available. CW, you know, ABC, all those. They they got space, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's just plenty of stuff that ain't nobody tuning into, ain't nobody watching, and y'all playing hella ads about every ten minutes, and they ain't got no choice but to watch it. And I mean, hell, even nowadays with smart TVs, the antennas is built in, and you right. catch some free shows, you know what I'm saying? On on whatnot, yep. Samsung gave me free TV on my uh, S22 Ultra. Like, come on, like it, it's it's out there now. Pluto, I think, might have sports, you know what I'm saying, football. Like, there's plenty of free sports programs on free stations and streaming networks that it don't make sense. And then beyond that, I mean, listen, like, even with the streaming stuff, um, Amazon just did a deal. That now they have Thursday Night Football for it started this past season. Um, Peacock, anything that's on uh, NBC, I can watch it on Peacock. Peacock is five dollars, right? All of the all of the Olympics were available on Peacock when when that happened. Um, um, I can watch soccer 
from other countries on Peacock if I want. So like it's out there and like the effort can be made and it should be made. And granted, who knows what the TV contracts say? So it's not just like if, if the TV contracts ain't up until you know 2028 or something like that. It's just gonna be what it's gonna be until 2028. But like, I'm just so, throwing out a, 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 an option, a, a number. I don't know what it is, right? If like, there's a will, there's happening. a way. Well, if, if there's a will, there's a way. Because I we see it too many times where something get ready to drop, and all of a sudden, people buying exclusive rights, and you know, what I'm saying putting it on their network, and you know, you can say, "Oh, it was just timing that that contract ended and made room for this." But most of these people are holding spots just to be able to do certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you got dead airspace, like we just said, with ESPN U and ESPN News that they can't be generating that. I don't know a single soul that's like, man, you see ESPN U last night? Yeah. Man, that mug was it was going off. Nobody talk about nothing on ESPN except for first take, and if there's an NBA game on, on ESPN or Monday Night Football game on ESPN. And sports center is always going to be classic. So, you know what I mean? ESPN, you got 30 for 30, I think. That's about it. Like, other than that, there's plenty of airspace. Like, yeah. you- <laughs> exactly. Well, we went on a good long tangent on that joint right there. That's how we feel about our women's sports. Hey, <laughs> give them some love sure. instead of trying to punish them for it. I mean, listen. I, and y'all know me. I'm a stickler. Like, if they broke the rules. Actually, no. I like the idea that you said. If it's an endorsement deal, what's the difference? I don't see the difference, especially when you're owned by the same company. You know what I'm saying? You, you're supposed to be following pretty much the same rules and guidelines, just numbers tapered. Because I, I guarantee you that when LeBron James played in Cleveland, if he did a commercial for Quicken Loans, or now known as Rocket Mortgage, that would have been a separate deal, even though he played for Dan Gilbert, who also owned Quicken Loans, now Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. It would have been a separate check. So what's the real difference? It, there isn't, bro. It happens all the time. Like, yeah. how many times do me and you be talking? You be like, well, nah, he can't go over there. Because if so, he would have to take a major pay cut. And you know what I mean? We'd be like, but, hey, if, if they followed up with the endorsements, he may take the pay cut. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is what it is. It, right, right. So I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't see what the big issue is. It's, you know, it's just a way to. I, I think if anything, they're just more scared that, and maybe that that's part of the issue. Maybe it's hard to get owners for WNBA teams, and so if you piss off the other owners, they can just say, you know what, we won't have a team once this contract's up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't now, know how that would go, and that might that be might be can something. Of worms. That might be something, too, because something I've never understood. So we had the Detroit Shock. After, one year after the WNBA was created, that league expanded to some other cities, and we were one of those teams, the Detroit Shock. That team won the chip in 2003, went through a little, little downslide after they won that chip, won it again in 2006, went to the finals in 2007, lost but went to the finals, and then went back and won it again in 2008. Won three chips in a five-season span. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Three chips in a six-season span. I'm sorry. Um, and then our then the owner of the team, Bill Davidson, he died in, like, March 2009. And everything went to his wife. 
she folded the the team. See, and and that's I, I'm almost certain that's probably where our biggest issue is in women's sports. Because I'm telling you now, nobody wants to do it. You know what I mean? Because of the different issues that generally arrive in women's sports. Not saying that it doesn't happen and it's damn sure not right. You know what I'm saying? But you have a lot of misconduct issues, people under investigation for this, that, or the third, accusations that, you know what I'm saying, could be so far false, it doesn't make sense. But when you get accused, do you know how that, you know what I'm saying, puts you in a spotlight, how no matter how clean you come out of the situation, you will forever deal with issues from that one incident of just being accused of doing something that you may have not done. So. I can see where, you know what I'm saying, there could be a big issue in situations like that. And then in cases where the guy who owned it, it went to his wife, she may see it as a threat, you know, uh, uh, he, he was spending more time with these, you know, women here and whoop, whoop, whoop. And so uh, we're not going to deal with it. Who knows? Yeah, I remember, man, and, and seeing that, I remember um... – um, you know, that time, and it was crazy. So first off, that was back when the Pistons still played up in Auburn Hills, which is the suburbs. But the Pistons had won two championships in 1989 and 1990. And so it was called Two Championship Drive. When the Shock won in 03, the street was changed to three championship drive. The Pistons won immediately in 04, four championship drive. And then when the Shock won, it was five championship drive in 06. And when the Shock won again, it was six championship drive. And it was six championship drive until they tore down the arena a few years ago. But it's just interesting. So, like, there was an investment uh, of interest in the team. I mean, the Shock wore the same colors that the Pistons did. Like, the, the Pistons players would be at the games. The Shock was selling out the Palace of Auburn Hills. And the Pistons were selling out the Palace of, the, the, the Palace of Auburn Hills. So, like... The love was there. And when people say, like, hey, nobody watching it, like, man, like, you really just don't know what you're talking about. Um, all right. All right. That's enough. We, we've been on them for about 40 minutes. We run a long time. So last one, a little bit of a fun topic. Um, it's a one got to go. We ain't did a one got to go in a little bit. But I saw this one uh, somewhere on the Twitter machine. Uh, and uh, I decided that um, – we needed to go ahead and uh, bring it out, bring it out one time for the one time. I feel like we have done a debate similar to this before, but um, it's going to be one got to go. It's four, and I'm trying to pull up the screen, so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like stall for time at the same time. But it's four classic, classic little Debbie uh, snacks, and um, one got to go. Man, this computer. I can tell you what the first one for me is. Wait, 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 wait. Remember? <laughs> oh, it's not for Little Debbie snacks. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I'm about to say honey it's... buns. It's the Little Debbie honey buns. It's the Little Debbie cosmic brownies. The Little Debbie zebra cakes, and then it's um pop tarts, the frosted uh strawberry, and we're gonna pick one and gotta go. So the way that we do it is, first off, we we take the one that's safe first. Uh, off the top, so somebody is going to be safe. Fred, I'll let you go first. 
You mean I'll safe? Go. safe? We always take the one that got to go first. So I thought we no. always end with no, the we one. No, we save one got to go for the last. So whoever's safe uh, is first. Well, uh, yeah, honey buns the safest. And I ain't even going to flex. You know what I yep. mean? I'm going to heat that joint up. I mean, the milk is wraps. It's honey bun for sure. I don't know about, I don't know about the milk. I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the wrong side of 35 for the milk. Mm -hmm. But uh, absolutely, I agree with why, you. Why that. you can't do what I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I already told you off camera I need to do what you do <laughs> nah I ain't saying that I'm talking about just eat the way I eat, but eat, eat. that's true that's true I don't need to do that because that ain't fair um, but yeah honey buns gonna be safe for me so both of us got the cosmic brownies the zebra cakes and the, and the pop tarts so which is your second one that's safe zebra cakes I still buy me a like 50 cent now, 75 cent if you get a double decker or some shit, but you know what I mean? I still fucks with the zebra cakes. You know what? Uh I would say that the, the cosmic brownies are gonna be safe. I don't care for the sprinkles so much. I used to always get the walnut brownies, but that little Debbie brownie in general is good. I'll actually like if you gave me a cosmic brownie, I'm picking the sprinkles off and I'm eating that brownie. And honestly, from that perspective, I if it's just a brownie. Without the sprinkles, or if it was a walnut brownie, I would have taken that over the honey bun. The cosmic brownie, the, the sprinkles are supposed to bring it down. But so cosmic brownies and honey buns are safe for me. Zebra cakes and honey buns are safe for you. So one gotta go between the cosmic brownies or the frosted pop tart. So now I just gotta ask. So we just saying frosted pop tart. We ain't saying the strawberry. The frosted figure. strawberry all... pop tart. Okay. Okay, I was about to say, if that's the case, hold up. Like, because, <laughs> man, look, I fuck Sorry. with the brown cinnamon sugar. If we just gonna go classic Pop Tart, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with the s'mores junk, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a few. They done made some, man, I got some snickerdoodle ones in there right now that's fire, straight heat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so just depending. But if we talking about the strawberry, like the OG classic Pop Tart, I'm gonna have to past you know what i'm saying like i i you know what i'm saying i give it this i give it this this stage right now it's gonna be number three it's safe for three but you know i would definitely have to to say the strawberry is probably one of the weaker johns of the, of the pop tart family but out of what's up here on this screen it's safe today so you saying the cosmic brownies got to go for you they gone, bruh. So, yeah. you know, my cousin, he loved them joints. I don't like peanuts, so I never liked the peanuts on the brownies. You know what I'm saying? The the cosmic ones, I would eat the sprinkles and lead a brownie. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're the absolute now, opposite of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the opposite. Now, what I can say, you know what I'm saying, uh, in my heydays, you know what I'm saying? I got like 18, 19, probably like 19, 20, smoking some weed or something. <laughs> yeah. You heat them Johns up with some milk. Like, see, I'm not a chocolate fan. That's that's my thing. Like, I tell anybody, like, I don't care for chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. But if I had got high, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Chocolate be fire. Like, it. I don't even get it. Like, cousin burnt some brownies one time, and they was like the best burnt brownies I've ever had. But oh, I, no. Let me tell you, is I don't know what it is. So I know it has to be something to do with the the weed that was good back then and how high <laughs> it was. Because 
I'm not eating no damn brownie, especially not out of no box. Like, if I will they tell you made that. from scratch or something, I still can't really fuck with it. I, I get, I, I get with you there, because brownies be a little too rich a lot of times. Like, for real, for real. Because I, I mean, I like chocolate, but like, if it's like dark chocolate, I don't, I don't typically get down with it. Um, but so for me, I got the zebra cakes and the frosted strawberry pop tart, and like. Keep it a butt with you. Like at this point in my life, on this side of thirty-five, I ain't spending no money on 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 all forties. Keep it a butt with you <laughs> at this point in life. Shit. But but as I'm ranking the options, as I'm ranking the choices, um, man, you know, frosted strawberry pop tarts, man, that's a classic little joint, man. I remember, man, being in middle school and um. You know, I would help. Um, I'd always get to school just super early, and I would help um, the maintenance guy. He'd be, you know, pushing like TVs and stuff now into the classrooms and whatnot. And like, I would just help him do it. And then, like, he'd always open up the, the little like pantry little spot, give us some Pop Tarts, give us some crackers, whatever, whatever, right? It was all cool. And, um, you know, I remember back in the day, y'all know, I'm old, man. Those zebra cakes used to cost a quarter. You know, we used to get, get a Maybe. zebra cake. Get a bag of hot chips, you know what I'm saying? Hey, 50 cent, get the big old juice that was 88% high fructose corn syrup. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Living in the hood. That's how we did it. But tell you what, man, that, that zebra cake icing, like I had it a few years ago. I bought it or something. I don't know what I was doing, bro, but I just, mm -mm. that icing is just terrible on my tongue now at this point in life. And I just can't, I can't do it. No more but i don't get down with frosting in general and the strawberry jam that's inside that pop tart absolutely is a no and then the frosting on top of it with the sprinkles on top of it is an absolute hell no so the pop tarts for me gotta go got to go i don't get down with pop tarts at all at this point in life and i ain't actually got down with a pop tart in about a good 10 20 years 20 you, you tripping. I'm, 30, I'm 36. I know. That's Keep the absolute. That yeah, you're talking about that. That's absolute worst. Brown sugar icing? Hell no. It ain't, man. But you, you got to be smoking crack or something these days. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, they you can look at me and say, I ain't smoking no crack. Just don't make it the same like they used to. <laughs> you know, hey. These crackheads nowadays, you can't tell because they ain't skinny, you know what I mean? Man. Well, listen, on that note, y'all can check us out. Uh, all of our socials are in the hyperlinks in the show notes. But if you need me to say it, Fred is Mr.Humble underscore beginnings. He's Fred Scott on Facebook. I'm Brad Robinson86 on Twitter. And Brad Robinson1986 on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow our show at What's Happening. If you enjoyed it, if you think we've earned it, please leave us a five-star uh, rating and write a review share the show with a friend to help us grow it and we will see y'all next week Jeez. and let us know if we got them uh super bowl picks right for sure because i'm gonna go watch this lsu versus south carolina some women's basketball there we go <laughs> <laughs>